where are we this week? I see a like a crayfish poster behind you. There's a lobster, some crabs, a yabby. It kind of looks like I've been abducted by a crustacea and, <laughs> and just held in an interrogation room with yeah. like other crustacea propaganda. <laughs> yeah, that's like a Cold War era. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking cool, though. I yeah. Did you get it at a garage sale? Um, no, I think um, Emma got it at like a proper artist thing. Wow, $200. Something money well spent. It, it was dollars. It was some dollars. <laughs> yeah, it did exist as a financial you, transaction. So I've just realised that you've got like, so you've got a big TV in your room. Yeah. What's that drawer over there? What's that there? It's clothes. Yeah. What, what's in those drawers? You want to see how, actually in the drawers? Just take me through it. Like, how have you compartmentalized? I actually, to be honest, I did have to sort of toss and turn about like which which drawer is going to have which. Of course, you did. Yeah. Well, just for space reasons. So there's yeah, like four smallish reasons. ones. Okay. Top top left underwear, obviously. <laughs> That's, That's cool. the first pair that you pulled out. What? Red and white, stripy pair. Where are you wearing? Okay. They're orange. They're, they look like. Don't take. Don't put them too close. They look like um, some like nineteen forties. <laughs> they 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 they're meant to be part of a, a giant swimsuit. Like a they're very flattering. In the twenties, and I look great with them on. So thank you. Uh, but I have quite a lot of underwear up there in a smallish like drawer thing. So yeah, I had to like work out. Because this big one here in the middle, that's all socks. And I tried to put socks in one of these ones, it didn't fit. So it, uh-huh. it's, I've been really caught in a space issue. Uh, then I have uh, <laughs> over here, this is my athleisure bottoms. So this athleisure. Is, athleisure. This is my like workout Good. pants and relative like lower half body area. Up here <laughs> on the right, athleisure tops. Singlets, workout, yeah. I love that you've half. got two separate athleisure, athleisure drawers, and I've never even heard that word before. Well, you just need to get woke, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. And then uh, top right, of course, pajamas. So that's that's my pajama drawer. What's what does pajamas entail, though? What else does it entail? Like, what do you actually get changed into actual pajamas, like flannelette pajamas? <laughs> Not flannelette. But yeah, no, the you know boxes and singlets for bedtime. You wear a singlet. I'd love to wear. A, love to wear. I'd love to wear you in a singlet. <laughs> okay, I'd love that's to look that's a little a... bit <laughs> Hannibal Lecter, but okay, I understand. I thought it was romantic. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, uh, beneath here we have just my t-shirt drawer, Got folded t-shirts, one down. These are the winter tops so your your thicker cardigans your woolens Uh, you know Christchurch gets quite cold and then uh, of course bottom drawer as is typical is miscellany please don't send emojis of slow claps when I'm walking through my drawers as requested by you hey I'm just using the tools at my disposal don't you think that TV is a bit too big shorts I got uh, that's where my uh uh, tracksuit pants also live down there, bottom drawer. Why is the well, TV too big? Uh, just because. Don't you think you it in, it uh, entices you to be antisocial? 
No, I rarely use it, if I'm honest. I used it um, more frequently in the first couple of years, but these days I just use the lounge. But why I do have it here is for games. So if I wanted to play a game, I don't take up the like home lounge TV area just with a console. So I can play here and other people can use the main TV. Um, But the reason it's that size is because I sit on my bed to play it, and that's a good probably four meters away so by the time you're actually sitting at that distance it's a reasonable size a few questions do you have a chromecast no not on that tv we do in the lounge Ah. but i just have a um, just an hdmi cable that i can plug into my laptop have you ever chrome i'm assuming you've never chromecasted porn then (laughs) no i haven't no and i feel like the way you've asked that question implies that you have. Well, yes, I have. Thank you for asking. I didn't and want to ask. You kind of <laughs> led. You, you really led that conversation in that direction. When I was living with my old housemates. Um, okay, this is worse. Uh, it was actually Steph's Chromecast. Uh-huh. And I think... Chromecast she... on a communal TV. No, on my own TV. But I think she had... She got notified. I only realized later that she got notified of what I would watch. What I could, she, she could see on her phone because it was linked to her Google Google Home app. Right. So She could see I mean, what was being played. Then, you know, you'd, you'd flick on a, you'd flick would on a you, porn. Would you? And you think, I'm not happy with this just on a laptop or on my phone. I need this widescreen. I need this big picture up on the wall so I can really just see the intricacies. Look, it's uh, it's the difference between watching porn on a phone versus a laptop, uh, you know, then from laptop to TV to big screen. And that's Remember? why I only jerk off at the cinema. Oh, but can you imagine that? Like, <laughs> can you imagine doing that? Crazy. No, I can't imagine that. But I know that, I mean, we, we cleaned up condoms in our years at the cinema. We did. Some of them are yeah. own. <laughs> no, we just we made the joke that we haven't done that. But um fuck. Oh, oh. Oh. Uh, oh gosh. That makes me That's, kind of happy. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm glad that I have my laptop on a uh, <laughs> shelf. I'm gonna be back in like a minute and a half. Are you okay? Um usually in this scenario I guess Nick would do some multiplication, but uh, maybe I'll just bitch about Nick for a second. Um, so I've got a bit of a, an issue with Nick, is that he always uh, likes my Instagram. He he never likes my actual there Instagram is photos. Flooding my desk. Excuse me, I'm in the middle of a monologue. He never actually likes my Instagram photos, but he, he does is... Can you shut up? And ice cubes are everywhere. Shut up. He can't hear me. He likes... He doesn't like my Instagram photos, but he likes the comments on my Instagram photos, which is a giant slap in the face. So I think I posted one the other day, uh, just like a a big cool selfie. It was very cool. It's wearing sunglasses. He doesn't like the actual photo of me looking cool and wearing the sunglasses. And what he likes underneath that is some sarcastic comment underneath that. 
I mean, how the fuck am I supposed to take that? How is that supposed to make me feel? Anyway. That actually could have gone way worse. What happened? I spilt my G&T on the desk, but I have put my laptop on a couple of boxes up for height so that you can actually see me over the top of the um, microphone because you've complained about that previously. Thanks. And as a result, uh, when it spilled, it only hit boxes and not computer or electronics, and the boxes were actually shrink-wrapped, so they didn't even get damaged. So I just mopped it up. That's great. Yeah, that's a great story. Welcome that's to Deep Ford, everybody. Oh my gosh, what an exciting start to this episode. I probably cut out a little bit of what Michael was talking about, just for brevity's sake, but I'm sure it was fun. Probably uh, for your own sake, too. And for my own sake as well, just to hide the harshest burns. Uh, this is a talky kind of podcast. We talk about talks and we, you know, uh, look, look, stuff happens, okay? Just shut up. Seeing through the internet with me this week, Michael Zabrecki. Say hi, Michael. That was a good intro. I liked it. Shut the fuck up. And I'm good. Nick Heineck High. Oh, gosh. It feels like it's been a bit of an effort to get 102 out the door. Tried last week, failed. Tried this week, failed for like half an hour of technical issues, and then I spilled a GT nearly all over my laptop. So, you know, you'd better fucking appreciate it, is what I'm saying. It's like it's like God doesn't want us to do this, which I actually do think he doesn't mm. want us to do it. Because we're honing in on the truth. <laughs> yeah, true. True. We're sticking it to God. <laughs> oh, good. Handle the heat, mate. <laughs> yeah, good slogan. Uh, now, if I recall correctly, uh, end of last week, or end of last episode, I should say, a uh, bit of a cliffhanger when you announced just rather casually that you'd lost touch with reality. How's that going oh, for yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. I think just... Well, I didn't say that I've lost touch with reality, but... Sure, in as many words. But I think, like, everything's just baffling me now. Like, I can't walk down... I can't go five seconds without being utterly, like, astounded by everything. In what way? In like a, oh my gosh, aren't roses just so beautiful? Or in a, how is this life... What is our world coming to? The apocalypse is nigh, kind of way. Not the second one. More okay. of the first one. Oh, just more like, like wow, this is I, just fucking amazing. Yeah, but also I don't believe that it's true. That it, like sometimes I don't think. Sometimes I think, like maybe that it's not true. That what's not true? As in, you're living in Reality. the matrix. Yeah. Okay. So it's more like a, this is too good to be true? Like, wow, it's, yeah, it's like, nice, so this can't be real. Yeah, kind of like, I'm not saying like, not not more, not like in the sense that my life is really good, but just, just the sense that, like the fact that I'm, like if I walk down the street, like I'm just like, there are cars? I feel like I'm like a caveman sometimes, just like... And I've been brought into the future, and I'm just like, what? Cars? And I know what cars are. I'm a big boy. <laughs> yeah, I, you've I can't it. believe it. And then, like, all people go into the supermarket and stuff, and I'll just be in the supermarket, and or I'll be outside of the car, the supermarket in the car park, 
And I was just watching all these people go in to go get stuff. Because this is the place where you get stuff. <laughs> this is the place where all the humans go to get the stuff that they need. And then they bring it, they go into their vehicles, and then they go to their houses, and they use the stuff that they bought at the store. And all the humans are going there, and it's I, like, I find it funny. I'm just like laughing in the car. <laughs> and, then, and then I realize that I'm, I'm part of I'm one of those people too, but then there's part, something part of my brain that's like, nah, you're not, you're special, Mikey, don't worry. You're, you're, the fact that you're thinking about this means you're above it. But then I'm going in and I'm buying all the things on special, just like all the other humans, and it's just like, it's just, it's just really funny, everything. So you, you've, you've hit on like a kind of the whimsical surrealism of everyday existence. The, yeah. How did we get here? sort of this is what we do now exactly man it's like it's pretty funny if you if you life's a joke well um yeah well i mean that's the other part of it like why you know like if you see like a a mass of people like at a football game for example yeah and there's like you know, or a concert, there's like 10,000 people or something there. Yeah. And 52,000 like, at the MCG for the grand final. Thank you. And every one of those people, you know how like your life is like the most important thing to you? Yeah. It's like so important. And if you lost it, it would be terrible. And there are so many things going on in your life. But all of those people have this like life that is giant and like, it kind of diminishes it if you see them all together in like a huge mass. But each one of those people has a life that is massively important to them and remarkable that they even have it in the first place. Yeah, you're talking about Sonder. Go on. I will Google the exact definition. Is this one of those, por- it was like a Portuguese word or something? I don't know where it's from. Maybe it's like Finnish or something. But I will. I think Anthony Bourdain did a thing on this. Sonder is the realization that each random passerby is living a life as vivid and complex as your own, populated with their own ambitions, friends, routines, worries, and inherited craziness. An epic story that continues invisibly around you like an anthill sprawling deep underground with elaborate passageways to thousands of other lives that you'll never know existed, in which you might appear only once as an extra sipping coffee in the background, as a blur of traffic passing on the highway, as a lighted window at dusk. Well, yes, exactly that. That's, uh, I, I think, mean, famously and... from the Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows. Um, but that's, liter- <laughs> that like that's literally... That's literally... biography. Yeah. But, I mean, that has lately has just filled, like, um, uh, kind of bled into... Also, like, that makes me kind of think that maybe there is no reality and maybe there are just alien overlords i think that's like just listening to elon musk talk and i know elon musk is starting to detach from reality himself though no he's not he's a fucking billionaire building ships to get to space at a certain point your track of what's normal is (laughs) gonna start to slip away who would want elon musk to be normal though you don't want him to be normal i know i'm just saying that 
but his his sense of what the world is is probably a little bit skewed. I think I'm a lot like Elon Musk, to be honest. I think uh, he and he, he and, again, not like the money. The same, you keep comparing yourself to all these famous entrepreneurs and billionaires, but you haven't come up with an idea or got any money. I've come up with heaps of ideas. I just don't have any money. <laughs> They're all shit. <laughs> it's not my fault. Yeah, uh, that's the market's uh, problem for not getting it. I've invented stuff before. Oh, the other day, speaking of which, I when I was in year three, we had to do like a creative project and we had to invent a food. And I came up with, I remember this distinctly because I got a very bad mark for it and I was very gutted because uh, I loved <laughs> cheese. And I loved caramel. Uh-huh. And I thought that if you had like a Mars bar that was just cheese with covered in caramel, that would be a good product. Anyway, got mm. a terrible mark for that. The teacher said that would be disgusting. And I walked into... Wait, you, a... so they didn't actually have to like cook it and try it? No, it was just like cheese covered in caramel yeah. sauce. Yeah, but I just mean, what's the point of coming up with an idea if you're not going to actually give it a crack? That's not impossible to make. How can they know that it's going to be gross if they're not going to try it? That's bad marking. Yeah, true. Well, I didn't have that vocabulary when I was in year three. Anyway, I was walking down the shops the other day, and I saw not exactly that, but it was like cheesy caramel bites. And I was like, what? I came up with that in year three. Same as Elon. Elon Same as Elon. With, came up with Tesla. Yeah. Going to the moon. He invented Same. space. It's basically the same basically the same anyway i don't think i've lost touch with reality i'm just like you're you're appreciating I'm, su- I'm surprised yeah maybe it is a form of appreciation yeah you you're you're i think it's almost uh kind of uh empathy in a way it's like a it's an understanding of everyone else in the world out there and the life that they're all living that's that's kind of a big big far. dose of empathy yeah but but it's it's kind of that, but it's also kind of how much empathy can you have if you if you were trying to um, gain this perspective, and if you think about like the world, the the Earth is just hurtling through space, and it's just one of billions of planets of billions of galaxies, and if you if you're trying to get that perspective, how much empathy can you really have though? Because you're actually well, well, losing empathy in that process as well. No, I, I disagree. I think by the, the sheer context of understanding your minuscule place in the um, in the universe, you you increase your empathy for everything else because you understand the sheer improbable likelihood that this ever was to happen, and the the reality of your being there and being able to experience it. Surely that boosts your appreciation for everyone else on Earth by the shared, by an understanding of our shared um, fragility. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah. And I, I suppose the other thing as well is the fact that someone else has already defined Sonder and the concept that you were um, describing yourself earlier suggests that there's actually a lot more out there for. Um, a lot more in, in common with people out there than you might have thought anyway. Yeah. I'm worried about the trajectory of this thought, though. <laughs> like, as a 29-year-old man, it's like, oh, God, it's starting now. <laughs> what am I going to be like in my 40s? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, like, yeah. I guess like, I feel like I'm just having, a, like, a, 
some sort of crisis. It's like a, it's like a good crisis. I don't know. Who knows? I'm just being traumatic again. Yeah, it's good to know that you're mm. uh, you're not uh, convinced just yet that you're part of an alien like cyber network or something like that. So we'll we'll hold Get on to that for another year. Yeah. Um. um have you got any? Um, yeah. Anecdotes? Well, any anecdotes? Eh. Uh, not really at the moment. I've just been, I haven't, I've been working constantly on this game. <laughs> so I haven't really oh, yeah. gone out and done anything for like a month. Um, so I, this is the last week that I'll be working on it, theoretically. Um, so closing starting in to, on. Starting to dream in, in Russian? Uh, I wish. Uh, but no, it is, it's been like 70,000 words worth of work in two months. So Shit. it has been relatively all encompassing. So I don't really yeah. have any remarkable stories. When's it wrapping up? Well, uh, my work's probably going to finish in the next week or so, but they'll keep going through the end of the year. And I don't think cool. it's going to come out till um, first quarter of next year. Did they send you a thing of the game yet? Yeah, they did actually. I've, I've had a play. Was it good? Yeah, it's so interesting to see it like in development though. Like it's yeah. not, it's not finished. <clears throat> I can't really talk specifics about it, but just to to see behind the scenes is really cool. Yeah, sick. Yeah, it'd be it'd be cool to be a part of like an operation that big and just seeing like your your place in that without without like being able to see the broad picture and then seeing the broad picture all come together with your piece as well. That'd be pretty totally. rewarding. Totally. Yeah. To get to play <laughs> it and be like, I wrote that. Yeah. That was very weird. Cool. Yeah. The, ne- the next yeah. thing's going to be like when I hear the voice actors say the lines that I wrote, um, cause that's not fully in, in yet. So that'll be <laughs> very cool. It'll be a boner alert. <laughs> Yeah, bonus. Yeah, let's get um, that crope cast out. Oh yeah, um, yeah, big boy. Um, so I was thinking this week that we would pick up on a uh, conversation we were having uh, uh, off microphone about can you judge a book by its cover? It's the okay. uh, uh, the age old adage uh, suggesting that you should really look into something before you cast dispersions on it. But the context in which it came up was we were having a discussion amongst a bunch of buddies about the relative merits of superhero films. And you're pretty against them and (laughs) hadn't seen one in probably five years. Is that about right? You really took this to heart, didn't you? I didn't take it to heart. I just thought it was an interesting... uh, place to have a conversation from which is where's the line between uh assuming that something doesn't interest you versus owing to give it a good shot yeah so experience like just the number of times you've but like this i don't know how, how how are you meant to just like be open to absolutely everything well, I, I suppose that's the that's the line I'm trying to I'm trying to work out where that line is, right? So if if and look, superhero films are one example of it, but it could be, uh, you know, books or podcasts or even people, you know, uh, uh, arguably both of us are 
difficult to get to know in the first meeting, right? We'd, in, in, a, in a social situation, uh, by all likelihood, we're probably not <laughs> immediately our um, most friendly or welcoming selves. But I guess that after a bit of time, arguably, we can win some people over. But at what point should a person say, you know what, I don't like that that guy. I don't want to hang out <clears> with him. And Or how much effort should they put in to try and get a picture of them, you know? I, I'm just, I'm trying to work out how <clears> much as a human being you should be expected to invest in something before deciding it's not for you. Hmm. <clears throat> well, I guess um, with people, you want to, as with film, you'd want to, if you're like, look, if my friends, my, my close friends, I've probably got about uh, maybe three or four close friends that I think know me very well, yourself included. And I would say that if you, if one of those guys told me uh, that I should, you know, get into something or I should watch something or maybe I should give this person a chance that I've written off at a party or something. Oh, he's, he sounds like a dickhead. No, he's actually a good guy. I would, I, you know, would listen to my friends in that, sure. in that instance. Um, but as far as like, without going from a recommendation, mm. I don't know. Like you just follow your own path though. Like you just like, you're just kind of going through life bumper bold into, you know, you know, I don't like romantic comedies, and but I do love Russian war dramas. You know, you know that's you're just kind of finding your, your little bits and pieces, and then I mean, part of movies as well is just it, completely marketed by trailers, which is just trying to produce the best cover of all time, and I think that formula for me, and just you know what it is, it's just man like. You know when you know, like Ant Man, Ant Man yeah. was great. When for me, like all I want in a movie is like, di- like dialogue. Like I don't, I don't care about anything else. Like when it's action, I just switch off, and I get really like tired and frustrated. That's the only. That's the. That's the only reason I don't get into superhero movies is because I like the kind of like witty banter of Iron Man or an Ant Man or something like that. But the action sequences just make, like, I don't know, just, then I just, I don't know, just, they just bore me to tears. Because what is an action sequence? It's just like, like, this could end at any point. And, and like, you could, just call, <laughs> you could just call it here. And I'm like, okay, so now, like, it just, I'm just like, I'm never impressed by action sequences. Arguably, action sequences need to have as much dramatic purpose as, uh, character talkie scene and you're totally right that a lot of them are very superfluous um and that's true of all genres whether it's well i mean mission impossible is a bad example but whether it's a spy thriller or a superhero film or like jurassic world or whatever for the most part there's a lot of bad action sequences out there which are just there as uh roller coaster you know cheap cheap thrills yeah um but i would argue that uh there are action sequences in a film like there will be blood you, you know the uh 
drilling the oil rigs, right? That's an action sequence. That there's no dialogue in those moments. It's it's uh, people constructing a rig. You know, you're watching the pieces move into place. They're cut with energy. Something goes wrong. There's an there's a, a problem which then gets solved. The characters react. It's it's natural moment. That's an action sequence. It's just in the context of the film that you're watching, you are invested in it because you know what it means and you know why the characters are doing what they're doing. Right. right? So so yeah. in a good other genre action sequence, uh, you should be invested in the same way. So whether it is uh, Ant Man needing to get the device in order to save his daughter from the bad guy you should be invested in those uh dilemmas because you're invested in the characters or the situation as well and a lot of the time that's not true and i I don't deny it that um there's a ton of superhero movies out there um particularly in the early noughts mid tens um that just had action for action's sake but in the best examples of the genre of any of the action genres which are you, what, by the way? Well, something like Mission Impossible Fallout is terrific. The, sun, the stunts on that film are absolutely insane. And knowing that <laughs> Tom Cruise really did it himself and was really dangling <laughs> off a helicopter and was really so that's climbing a, that's the an Burj interesting, Khalifa. Uh, that's an interesting distinction to make as well because p- like part of what is the impressive about that movie is the fact that you can, I mean, a lot of their marketing was like built up like, Tom Cruise actually did all this shit. But yeah. the funny thing is that, like, movies... That w- it's it's fascinating that we can go watch a movie with, like, Tom Cruise, who's playing a lawyer in this movie, and uh, action hero in this movie, and we know that it's Tom Cruise, and yet they're supposed to be different people, and we're supposed to believe the plot, and yet they're, they're kind of banking on the fact that we know that Tom Cruise, the man... Did yeah. all these stunts, which is well, weird. it's and because it was a fucking impressive movie. I loved it. Yeah, it's because they uh, they're glomming realism onto a hyper real situation, right? So <laughs> if you know that Tom Cruise really held onto the side of a plane as it was taking off, like, yeah, for real, then you bring along with that to the fiction the same sense of holy shit stakes, yeah, that. In other blockbusters, you can like ignore, or that yeah. doesn't quite get to that point because you know it's fiction, right? You know it's not real because it's a movie. So the peril there has to be from the investment of the character. Yeah, if right. you can undercut that with, well, not undercut that, like uh, support that in the way that the Mission Impossible movies have with the knowledge that fuck, they really did this that adds a level of drama to it that that's inescapable. Yeah. You know, that uh, the, the Mission Impossible series is one of the best examples of action storytelling and also of uh, tension in films because they really understand how to cut action, keep you invested in moment-to-moment dilemmas and have really fallible humans where <laughs> they break their leg or they <clears throat> everything constantly goes wrong, almost like the universe is conspiring against them. Yeah. That, I just realised that, like, <clears throat> I... And maybe this is serving your point, that I kind of do uh, write-off superhero movies, but 
I love uh, like I loved Mission Impossible. I also loved James Bond like heaps. Yeah, and uh, you could argue that James Bond is a superhero as well. So yeah. what is the actual difference there? It's just is it just the relatability? Like I think that might be just like if if I'm taking if I'm too far removed, like James yeah. Bond, there's an there's an element of um, what's the opposite of realism? Irrealism? Oh, it's like masculine fantasy. It's like <laughs> it's it's uh, like wish fulfillment almost. Right, but there's it. There is. It is not. It's not entirely realistic, but uh, I can relate to it a little bit. Sure. Um, but it's, like, it's still based in the real world. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Like, I just want things that I can. Re- I think that's probably what I. I just want things I can relate to. Did you to see um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine? I haven't actually seen that. I would be very interested to know what you think of that because. Denny Villeneuve, you know, like an astounding director. You yeah. loved Arrival from yeah. memory? Loved. Yeah. Loved in the Moved. Not that's not an action movie, but it is a sci-fi movie. So right. I'd be very curious to know whether you can invest in it <laughs> in the abstract of us like, hey, it's robots. You, I you love don't see sci-fi them as robots. Movies, I love them. Yeah. So okay, so how so you're in for sci-fi but you're not in for fantasy. Yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely so, not into fantasy, even that word I've got yeah. a bit of a, like a, well. a tingle. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd be very interested. I think you would really quite like that film. It's also like a very meditative, slow, uh, like kind of character drama more than it is at all an action movie. Yeah. I think um, I just missed it at the cinema. And then I was like, well, if I didn't see it at the cinema, like I, I'm not doing it justice if I see it on my TV. Yeah. It's probably <laughs> worth it. And the score is really good. Um, but so yeah, that, that's interesting. So, uh, we've spiraled down a little bit here, but to, to step back up a level, the, the, the discussion that we had was you had uh, basically written off superhero movies um, in the same way, as you said earlier, you, you, you know that you're not like a romantic comedy person or something like that. Right? I am a romantic um, comedy person, though. You are a romantic oh, comedy Oh, big person. time. I love them. What was the last rom-com you saw? The last one? Um, Did you see Crazy Rich Asians? Well, I can tell you that the other night I um, I said out loud to Emma, I said, uh, you know that movie The Breakup with uh, Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aston? I said, and I genuinely had this thought, I was like, I wish I hadn't seen this 20 times because I would love to watch this again for the first time right now. <laughs> I, that's like, And what was Emma's response? Um I don't know, disappointment and um, laughter and just like, <laughs> I think she agreed with me as well, but she was just like, just, just be a, just be a, be someone I can look up to, please. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay, so if that's not the case, maybe musicals, I don't know. Whatever genre it yeah, is, it you, you go Sorry. out of your, yeah. your way to avoid. Um, if someone was to say, hey, have you seen this or... Would you go see that? At what point are you entitled to say, nah, I'm just not going to like it versus should I keep an open mind about this? Yeah. I mean, there are certain foods that you wouldn't eat as well. Like you wouldn't eat certain foods that gross you out. So, um, I mean, there there is also a part of like, you know, my mom's someone who doesn't uh, really like to be adventurous with her with what she eats and stuff and I don't know, maybe personality. I don't know. Like 
I it depends on your personality style if you I don't know Nick don't adventurous know. or willing to Yeah but then I don't think that applies it's, it's, to it's not... movies as much as food But even like adventurous as well like you can be adventurous and still decide something's not for you Yeah it's like it's like being willing to give things another chance almost like dipping a toe back in the water after it you didn't like it the first time um, yeah, I, I, and it's interesting as well with the food analogy because there's definitely foods that as a kid I was like, no, don't even, no, gross. And then you get older again, your palate changes, and you you have it again. You're like, oh my god, this is great. Yeah. Um, and that seems to happen kind of naturally when you get older, and in a specific food context where you're like, oh, I do like spinach or whatever it is. Uh, but <clears throat> does it take? someone kind of forcing it in front of you for you to give it another chance. Yeah, if the right person forces it in front of you. I think you just need to you need to go through life uh, being drawn to uh, whatever you're naturally drawn to without, uh, without, as best you can, trying to build up this picture of yourself as someone who doesn't like that thing. Like, you don't want to... You want, to nat- you want to actually be honest with yourself and say, no, I, I really don't like uh, superhero movies rather than I really like being the guy who doesn't like action movies or superhero movies. Does that make sure. sense? Sure, yeah. So you, you don't... You want to keep focus on the truth of it, which is your taste, rather than the meta level it, of what it, it informs about your personality. Yeah, if you if you're starting to um, be, and I think it is okay to be to form part of your identity when it's pro something. I'm like just sick good. of you bringing up identity politics on this podcast, Michael. Can I you please don't, don't just give us a break because I know <laughs> as part of the audience, um, it's yeah. becoming a bit much. <laughs> um, I think like, like it's it's if you're your your identity is kind of formed by things. It's good if your identity is formed by things that you are pro or things that you like um, rather than things that you dislike. Yeah, I think that, but it's interesting makes... as well because people can uh, uh, artificially or, you know, w- with, with a lack of, like not in good faith, claim affiliation to things that they like as well because of the aura or prestige of it like you could you could say like i oh yeah fucking um this is a bad example but like oh i love radiohead i and and not really like be into it that's a bad example because it just sounds like i'm bigging myself for really liking radiohead but uh you know like oh i i love being vegetarian you know i just couldn't imagine my life um you had to bring me down with you didn't you no but i think you're a genuine vegetarian we've discussed that previously but but i think like like the the facebook vegetarian right right who that's like there's a spectrum as well where it's like you can affiliate in bad faith in both directions but the, the free market will kind of sort those people out i think i think more or less they're they're those types of people are usually fairly transparent and you can sniff them out a mile away. Yeah. So uh... I'm saying for, uh, the, the point was that I was making is, is mostly for yourself. Like you want yeah. to, uh, rather than pro- whatever the um, projected image of yourself that you want others to, to see, 
um, as long as you're, you're doing it, I don't know, as long as you're saying things for yourself and for yeah. the right reasons. Then you can like or dislike what whatever comes your way and stick to your habits of avoiding certain things over others. Yeah, well, whilst being somewhat open-minded. Yeah. You know, about about things, but not to the point that you're, that you you just you you're just forcing yourself yes on to every stuff. fucking thing yeah. that comes your way because you need to uh, you need to kind of manage that a little bit as well. Hmm. Oh, that was so, what, yeah. So you Go can on. judge a book by its cover. I think so to a, to a point. Yeah, but you've got to. I think that the to extend the metaphor, you can judge a book by its cover, but you've got to like really read, read the books. blurb. <laughs> read yeah, just, of other books. Read lots of books and, and make sure to check out the blurb fully and, you know, see who the author is and look up on Amazon its general, like, customer reviews and get a real picture of it before you either crack the cover or not. Yeah, I think it's a nice sentiment. Yeah, I think that's quite quite <clears throat> achievable as well. Hmm. Oh, Seggy? Huh? Seggy? Is that me? Or do you say Siggy? I heard you say Siggy. You know, <laughs> this I, is more about you than me. I have not... I think I've tricked myself into quitting. What? Yeah. I haven't had a how, cigarette how? in three days. Okay. And I don't have a desire to... I also, I also wanted to quit before I was 30. So it was like, that's next year. Uh-huh. And I was thinking... I've been kind of like not buying any cigarettes. And then every uh-huh. now and then someone will just have one. I'm like, yeah. So I haven't quit fully, but I have, it's been three days. And I feel like like my body has like not really wanted one. That's good. And I haven't had one in three days. And like... How many were you having a day in your sort of <laughs> average life? When I was buying cigarettes for myself? Yeah. What was your sort of... What no, was your... Maybe, maybe like... Uh, if I wasn't if I wasn't drinking, probably two or three. Okay. Not that many. Um, but I don't know. It's been three days, and I don't really crave one. Well, that's yeah. good. Until How? You, but I'm just hearing you say Siggy there when you didn't say. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was saying Siggy. Like part yeah. of my mentality was like, I also knew that I wanted to quit before I was thirty. Yeah. So I thought that like, if I quit like now, it'd be kind of like handing in my homework early yeah like my assignment in early and then get yeah, like, you get bonus lungs be like teacher points and like oh yeah hello. um where <laughs> where would you what's your uh what's your red flags where's your danger zones where do you where would you be offered cigarettes it's when i drink Booze. so that's why mm-hmm. i was i was kind of tempted not to drink on do you have this. any cigarettes in the house no nah, well, that's any. good um, so it, yeah. it's just a matter of mentally prepping yourself for that situation when you're out having a drink and someone else around you smoking. Yeah. Knowing what you're going to do in that situation. Yeah. I think if I get up, I think if I get, if I have a long enough stretch, uh, then I won't. Yeah. I mean, then I'm more likely to not go back to it. Yeah. But like, I think now if I like, if I had like, three more wines and then we were out at a bar i'd be like well i'm definitely having a cigarette but so um, you've still got that uh urge a little bit it's just the habit is there okay. i think the uh, yeah 
Uh, we'll see how it goes. Like I, I think it. I'm, t- I'm like, it's like a train that's losing, you know, steam. Steam. Yeah, I think. It's like I'm not. I haven't. This is why I think that I've tricked my brain into it because I haven't actually, like, um, aggressively told myself that I'm quitting. Uh-huh. I've just like. I've just, You're just putting it out by a podcast been, and hoping that your body doesn't listen to it. Well, I haven't been. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, I didn't want to tell anyone that I was quitting uh-huh. as well. So I'm just like, it's just like, I've just noticed I've been having less and less and less. And then I might, yeah, hopefully I just like, just don't. I hope you do too. I think that's an exciting step. And I am simultaneously cautioning mm. you that if you do have one, in a moment of weakness, that doesn't mean that you need to give it all up and that you can just pick back up with another few days of not having one. And exactly, you know, and if you, it's a, mo- most people struggle with it because it's an addiction. And if you think about it this way as well, which is something that people don't say, like all that money that you're spending on cigarettes, like how much crack are you going to be able to buy? So much crack. All that. All that. Uh, that's why I never did cigarettes. I was like, why are you like just taking a lesser drug? Exactly. <laughs> this is a waste I'm, of your time. Kills just, your lungs. It's not making Stupid. any sense. It's exactly. not. Just go to your nearest bridge, find the guy with all the crack, and you know, get some quality drugs. The nearest bridge. The nearest bridge. The nearest bridge. It's because it's been... It's under every bridge, but your, you don't want to have to go out of your way. Your idea, your idea of drug dealers is like a Home Alone, Home Alone version. Macaulay, <laughs> young Macaulay Culkin, how he thinks of drug dealers, which is very different to how old Macaulay Culkin <laughs> thinks of drug dealers. <laughs> yeah, it's based around mostly my perception of bridges, really. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! Shall we do a seggy? Sure. You put a few oh, yeah, uh, notes on this old note here. <laughs> They're mostly like I miss McDonald's. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I watched Adam Sandler's uh, comedy special. No, last you night. didn't. I saw that uh, come up on Netflix, it, and I it, immediately scrolled past it. I think like it's it's so like he hasn't done stand up for a while. Uh, it is it is so bad that I'm tempted to think that he's fucking with everyone. But it's it's just like he's like oh man. He's like literally just got like slow motion segments of him going like like I'm just like are you joking? Like are you fucking with us? Like it's like Is this almost now like a postmodern pastiche of his own like image in the media? I think it's got to be, but like, I don't know, like I, I bought his comedy albums when, when, I mean, that's why. How old is he now? He's like 50, 51. Right. Um, I wish I'd paused a little bit before I said that. Um, <laughs> I've been singing this song because I used to have his comedy album and he's got this song on there called the Turkey song. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like, it's the stupidest song, but it just always used to make me laugh. It's like, it's a song about turkey, but then like with heaps of like non sequiturs. So it'd be like, um, um, white meat, dark meat, you just can't lose. I fell off my moped and I got a bruise. Like shit like that. <laughs> anyway, I've been singing that all, all fucking like week. 
Emma, Emma just texted me saying, please stop. <laughs> but I actually shot myself in the foot as well because I was on Monday. What does it say? Wednesday. On Wednesday, on Monday, I was so sick. Like, I haven't been that sick since I got food poisoning in India. I was at work and I was just like throwing up. I couldn't go 10 minutes without throwing up. Because of food poisoning or just like a weird flu? Well, I had been drinking the night before, but like I hadn't been drinking that much. So it was kind of hard to tell. And like I was getting like a fever and stuff. So like I, I just, I don't know. Just a 24 hour bug. Yeah. I mean, I don't really, I've never really had one of those before apart from in there. Anyway, and I'm just like, I was like throwing, Emma had been telling me to like, uh, begging me not to sing this fucking turkey song. (laughs) And I kept doing it because it made me laugh that she was annoyed. And then... <laughs> Healthy I was, relationships. I was vomiting and he's like in the worst state at work the other day. And all that... Like I'd be like... And all that was playing in my head is... Love to eat the turkey at the table. And like it's just like... <laughs> I couldn't get it out of my head. And it was the worst punishment ever. <laughs> Adam Sandler strikes again. He strikes again. Yeah. He can't yeah, anyway, even let you it. vomit in peace. I know. That's how <laughs> terrible it is. Um, I don't understand. Like, what was his audience? Do, do you see the audience? Yeah. Um, it cut, Yeah, I was interested in that too. Uh, what was funny was it was shot across, like, I think 10 different performances. Oh, really? And then at the end, it's a montage of standing ovations. No. Yeah. Uh, Like. A montage. So they like cross cut all the various shows. Cross cut standing ovations. Oh, God. Yeah. It's cringy. You should watch it. Um, (laughs) I don't want to. I don't want to be recommended things on the Netflix algorithm because I watch this. (laughs) The next week, the Netflix algorithm is shit though. Um, sounded like such a Silicon Valley twat just then. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he was like kind of like drunk frat bros, but like rough, like kind of look like rednecky bros. Wait, but like twenties, maybe like or 30s. like forties. 30s he does like half the show with his hand in his pocket like he's not even trying like i'm I'm pretty sure he's just as baffled as yeah, everyone man. that he's had when a you career. get up stage at least take both hands out of your pocket man <laughs> put some effort in he's yeah i i mean he was on snl like he did he did do some good stuff when he was on snl like he did sure yeah um, but he hasn't but done anything in 20 years he i think i think he genuinely is just as amazed as, as everyone that he has managed to sustain a career but all of his films, if you're ever, like, uh, looking for something to read, there was a, a study in sort of the economics of the... When he was still making films for cinema and the um, the economics of those films, which is that they all were already making profit before they ever shot a single cent because it was so heavily sold with product placement and brand marketing and things that the cost of the film was less than the money they'd already raked in for <laughs> product placement. Holy so shit. anything it actually made in terms of box office <clears throat> was irrelevant because it was already it was already gold. Crazy. So he he just set up this like string of films, and that's why everyone kept coming back because you know that they just get a, a solid paycheck <laughs> because it's backed by hey we're doing a scene in a Starbucks today, and that was all paid for. 
he, he's kind of a business genius. He's not anymore a comedy genius. Yeah. But he had this incredible ability to basically turn Happy Madison Productions into this um, product placement machine. The, the, I mean, G- Grown Ups 3, I mean, we worked at the cinema, I think, when Grown Ups 1 was coming out and we were laughing at it then. The fact that they've made two more, maybe one, at least one more with a third yeah. on the way, because I think he alluded yeah. to it in the stand-up special. Um, it's like it's bringing all of his buddies who are also talentless bums. Like, and every, <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, give me yeah, more. It's, it, they just make again. solid bank. It's just paying for their How? lifestyle, you know, buy a new house. It's, yeah. it's like it's a joke. It's a joke on all of us. But it's kind of like, hey, if you want to sell out, sell out big, right? You know. And then, but then he like, and then he throws in like a punch drunk love. Or what did he, what did he do? He did. Um... But he he hasn't done that in a long oh, while. Oh, the Merowitz. No, the Merowitz stories. Was he? Was the Merowitz stories? I don't know what that is. Yeah, the Merowitz. The um. Yeah, it's the guy who did Squid and the Whale. It was that Netflix film. No, I don't. I didn't watch it. Oh. He, every now and then he just does a perler of a film. Really? That's great. Yeah. Huh. Well, I think have to keep an eye. At, at, where the world is Adam Sandler's punked. <laughs> We've all been punked by Adam Sandler. Yeah. Well, all the best to him in his <laughs> future uh, filmic can, career. Can that be the title of this podcast, by the way? We've all been punked what? by Adam Sandler. <laughs> Adam Sandler's <laughs> punked. <laughs> uh, yes, I'll... I'll Put it to the board and we'll see what they say. Oh, good. Um, now, I've... Uh, it's been a while. Uh, I've been sort of nose to the grindstone here in, um, you know, game writing world. And I've emerged somewhat from my cocoon to discover that the world's a terrifying and changing place. And I'm feeling a little bit adrift in... Uh, what is quite a turbulent political and environmental season. So I I guess I'm looking for a little bit of maybe advice or guidance from a person or a, a spirit that can really, you know, show me the way forward. Um, Let me go get my chicken yarmulke. So mm-hmm. I guess I was just hoping that we might be able to do some My Keys Horoscopes. My Keys Horoscopes. Horoscopes! Oh, whispered a little bit. Like, yeah, it was like a textual harmony. Yeah, like, it was you went for the yell, I went with the whisper. I'll Still always harmony. go for the yell. It's our best jingle. Um, <laughs> gosh, Mikey's horoscopes. Uh, last visit to the <laughs> world I, of the I astral do like plane. Did I a Cajun voice that was mildly offensive last uh, time? Yeah, Should I pull that back? Yeah, let's let's oh, let's. Child, what do you want to know? <laughs> It definitely wasn't that. Um, yeah, if you wanted to be that, I think it's Mama Juju. Hello. I think Tell that's me what we want. Huge regret. We left it for a, a good three months because I didn't like the way that it made me feel last time. I was hoping we could just just return to classic Mikey's horoscopes. You know, the get a little truth. bit of Virgo news on the on the burner. Sometimes the truth hurts, child. Cool. Well, that was Mikey's Horoscopes, everybody. If you'd enjoyed this kind of stuff, then uh, please follow us on facebook.com forward slash D. Don't do that. Don't do that. All right, I'll behave. Okay. Wait, am I just not allowed to do the voice? Is that. Just let's not do the voice. But you can gesture. I'll I'll allow you to gesture as much as you want. All right. Okay. Um, 
Now, for those of us that are new to Marky's Horoscopes, we cover the big three. Um, the questions that most of our listeners have about where the future is going to take us. Uh, of course, that is finance. You know, what, what do we have to look forward to in an economic sense? Uh, romance. Who, 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 where, where's that special someone? When, when are they coming our way? What's, what's, what's to come? <laughs> when are they coming our way? <laughs> and pants. What should I be wearing on the like <clears throat> long sticky arms at the bottom of my body? Um, <laughs> the bottom half arms. The bottom arms. <clears throat> Uh, but let's just start with the big one at the, at the top there. Let's get some uh, finance shoot, advice for all the Virgos shoot. out there. What, 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 we, wait, what star sign are we doing? We're doing Virgo. Virgo? That's Virgo's time, yeah. Well, have we not done Virgo before? I, 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 look, uh, who's to say? Uh, but I, I, I suppose my question is, is a little bit more specific this week. If there was a, uh, a, a company out there that you suggest is really on the up and up, um, what should a, uh, an astute Virgo investor be uh, looking for in a market these days? I would oh, just let me contact the upper lords. Uh-huh. He's just uh, plugged in his modem. In a way, I have, yeah. See, I think the instinct is to uh, to to tell the virgins, 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 <laughs> to invest in in Virgin, the company, Virgin Airlines. Yeah. I mean, it seems like an opportunity there as well to possibly look for a young upstart, which has a lot of the same qualities as you know the the original virgin founder um himself uh, do you know anyone who's possibly got a ton of great ideas looking for a little bit of a cash influx who is ready to go you know shooting to the stars on a gravy train of success me Oh, well, if, if you think that you're the person for the job, then feel free to send through to our PayPal account uh, any sort of investments, uh, any any money's accepted, obviously more than $100. I would like, yeah, so let, let's start a Kickstarter for me. I don't have any specific ideas. But, um, so you're an investment in your personality. Just, just, uh, just back me. Yeah. <laughs> just as a, because uh, you believe in me. A lot of okay. these ideas are kind of uh, food related. So if you can get some money just to like get Michael some food, then the ideas would definitely be like, they'll be ready to burst. Yeah. It, it's, it's like you've got to build a strong foundation. I do love that idea of just a Kickstarter being super vague. Just like, come on, like I'll come up with something. Come on, just yeah. Give me money first. Yeah. And then... If I if I had the money, then I have the freedom to come up with sick ideas. But, but without re- it, I'm just like struggling here, guys. It's a I can't, I can't even begin to think of ideas yet because of all the stuff I need to spend money on. So if you could just like just grease that runway for me a little bit, we will be ready to go. Uh, I would give money to that guy. I mean, I wouldn't give money. It's honest, you know. It's it's the equivalent of. Um, the homeless man with the witty sign. 
Oh, you know, it's like, I've... thanks for, thanks for, you know, just being honest with me, giving me a laugh. Sure. Have my $5. I just realized I owe you money, don't I? I don't know. What it for? <sighs> for Sean. Oh, yeah. Fuck. All right. I'm just going to do that now. Actually, I'll do that right after. Sorry about that. I always do that, don't I? I'm very bad with that. <laughs> oh, good that we caught it on camera, though, so that's great. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, romance. What do the virgins have to look forward to? Okay. okay. I mean, for a, lot of them, for a lot of the virgins out there, I suppose this is quite a sensitive topic. Guys, virgins, just get out there. Just um, throw it. Like, don't put it out there. Don't. If you've got, if you've got an external um, organ, don't whip it out. In fact, hide it. But as uh, as a rule, I'd say just you know, just get it out there. Throw away your standards. Don't <laughs> don't think about like. This is my dream guy or my dream girl. Like, you, you'll you have plenty of time for your dream girl and your dream guy. Like, just what you want to do is get some mileage. Just rip mileage. off the Band-Aid. You want to get some mileage in so that when it comes time to drive the Tesla, you actually know how to drive a car. But then by that time, it'll be driverless. So, um, I don't know, actually. No, like, maybe, 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 I hear, okay. Stop watching so much porn because because that will uh, you don't want to decrease. This is some serious advice now. You don't want to decrease your uh, connectivity to actual uh, human interaction, and you don't want to you don't want to develop, especially if you haven't had sex before. You don't want to develop an idea of sex that is. Really not like uh, sex at Unrealistic. all. Unrealistic. If it's anything like my life, it's quite the opposite of porn. <laughs> uh, so, oh, there's so many jokes porn. there. But <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Surprisingly but... touching advice. That's quite Thank sweet. Um, but I suppose it's all been uh, pent up anticipation in, I suppose, more ways than one for the big question, the big one. What? What do we do with pants? Corduroys. 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 Where do you get corduroys? The local store. Kmart? Pants store. Do you have any corduroys? No, Kmart doesn't have corduroys. I already checked. And I checked their catalog. They don't have any. (laughs) Uh, your what, local what, what? your local pant maker will will have some. The sure. pantition, the pantition, indeed, yes, <laughs> yes, it's my pantition. Just have you met, uh, my, have you met uh, Harold, my pantition? <laughs> he's the guy that clothes the lower half of my body <laughs> and the lower half only. Hello. <laughs> oh, am I speaking with Harold? Mm, you need a you need a pant. As pants? you can see, I'm wearing no pants currently. So would, you like, I was... would you like one pant or two? <laughs> I, do I have to pay more to get both legs covered? You pay more, I give you half price for one pant. One leg only. 
I have fifty dollars. Does that get me one pant or two pants? It gives you three pants. <laughs> oh, good. Is it the same size for each pant, or is the third pant sort of up the top where the third leg is? Randomized. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows where that third leg's going to be? <laughs> it could be the classic, I'm not classic a tripod style, or am I? I can't tell you. I'm not. I'm not an oracle. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to give away my trade secrets. <laughs> you were just gonna to have to buy, and then you find out where that link comes. <laughs> uh, buy, buy, and then you try. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think that's some really helpful advice out there. Corduroys are in. You're welcome. Yeah. Absolutely welcome. If you've enjoyed this kind of nonsense, I'm so sorry. Uh, you can find more of it at deepfort.podbean.com. Or by just scrolling down that iTunes or podcast player feed, and you know, there's 101 other episodes. You, you, I'm sure you could just, you know what? Here's a challenge: just scroll down, pick one. Just, just scroll. If you haven't gone back early, just, just pick. Just go right bound. Just scroll. Just, you know, fuck you. Actually, fuck off. You should have listened to all of them. I like this. I like this uh, brand. This new brand of Nick. It just tells everyone to go fuck themselves. Welcome to the next 100. Twitter.com like... forward slash deep fort. Facebook.com forward slash deep fort. And send your questions and comments to deep fort at gmail.com. We have some listener comments that we have probably ignored for the past three really? episodes. But Where? we will. Oh, as in like question suggestions. Um, Siobhan, <clears> we will get to it. I promise. Um, oh, did Siobhan write in? Yeah. yeah probably we'll about asking it. for crack. We got, I got some feedback from work. From Ooh. a guy from work. They just said, we need you to improve your performance, please. Michael, you've been <laughs> sleeping on the job. <laughs> well, ironically, yes, I did sleep on the job the other day when I was sick. Yeah. So, could you edit that part out? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the feedback that job that the work gave you? Um, <laughs> he literally said, it was actually one of my, um, my, one of the upper kind of, Guys, um, he said, uh, not for me. <laughs> this is fine, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's one of the uh, nicest things anyone's ever said. It was he said, he said, I listened to your podcast the other day, and I, to be fair, I wasn't expecting to go, and what'd you think, Papa? I was like, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? <laughs> and he was like, hmm, yeah. It wasn't, wasn't my cup of tea, but, you know, it's good that you're doing it. <laughs> So, yeah. Well, you know, I suppose we can put that on the Facebook banner. Can we? Can we, can we put... Wasn't my cup of tea, Dave. But but can we present it like, like you know, like when a film's got like Oscar buzz and it's got like the poster. Yeah, we, we need do, those little like olive wreaths. Yeah. yeah. Should we just? And just, they're just kind of like mediocre comments. They're neither here nor there. <laughs> That'd be yeah. great. I think Gervais did that once for his stand-up thing. It was like, this is the most, this is the worst thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of good. At least it's honest, you know. We're just being truthful. Yeah. What do you got coming up for the rest of the week? Oh, I need to take a slash now. Um, and apart from that, oh, I've got tomorrow off. I think Emma and I were going to go to a, we're going to go for a big old drive. And then I'm going to go see First Man and go oh. have some pasta. That's a hell of a good day. Yeah. Where are you going to have a big old drive to? Um, just get out. Oh, there's there's so many places in Victoria, man. Like, uh, I don't know. She's she's kind of planned something out. So 
We're gonna uh, go to the uh, the Big Apple. We're going to Big Apple, yeah. Um, uh, which is Dalesford. It's actually not. It, the Big Apple's in New South Wales, but New South Wales, yeah. Yeah. Is this the big? It's filled with tourists going. Where's Times Square? <laughs> Look, if I haven't actually told you about the time we went to the Big Apple, have I told you? No. Um, we did it for the show. We did it as a segment. Um, and, and it was because it was the Adam and Eve show, Adam and Eve, Garden of Eden, Apple. It was, it was all part of a thing, right? So we, uh, we found out that there was a thing called the Big Apple in New South Wales. Right. And we set a task for the host that they had to <clears throat> drive themselves out there. Um, but without being able to use their phone, so they couldn't look it up in advance. And so they were asking around on the street, trying to find people who knew about it and got directions set up in the car. It was like a good two hour drive um, to like the boondocks in the middle of the New South Wales countryside. And it is the worst, (laughs) worst, worst fucking thing, right? It is not a big apple literally or like metaphorically. And we had driven, we had spent the entire day setting up this shoot. And I knew this in advance, by the way. I knew that I set this up knowing it was going to be the most underwhelming thing. We spent the whole day forcing them to go around in public and get advice about how to get there. Stopped in multiple towns to get directions. Filmed the whole thing. Drove literally two hours, probably a bit more in traffic, out into the countryside. And it was absolutely not a worthwhile tourist destination there is no shop there's no car park there's no attention drawn to it there's no signage to it it is barely a meter wide it is the absolutely least significant big fruit of the country and the moment that they got there they were incredibly unimpressed which for me was very funny and for the story was very good but then did follow with us having to spend another two and a half hours driving back to Sydney together in an awkwardly silent car because we'd wasted an entire day. <laughs> well, how was it wasted though? Surely you would have had, that was, you like know, the reactions would have been... Oh yeah, like good TV. Yeah. Never wasted, but <laughs> a very frustrating experience. For That's them. great.